Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Jumping in an Elevator. Wow, what a moment. First episode, and what a weird way to start it. But you know what? That's fine. We're here to have a fun time, and sometimes fun isn't always professional. To give you a little bit of insight of how unprofessional things are right now, um, I'm on a swivel chair on tiles, and you can hear every single movement I make. That's not really ideal for a podcast. I'm also filming in an echoey room, and there are vehicles driving past. So things are not fantastic. Well, is that for me right now, or is that for the start of 2020? Hmm, much to think about. You know, something that I enjoy about podcasts is that I can take long pauses, and that could be dramatic effect, or I might be thinking about what to say, like, ready? Was that me thinking? Or was that for dramatic effect? You don't know. I could be like, 2020 was the year of the lockdown. Yeah, and it was. So, hmm. So, what is this podcast? Who the fuck am I? Like, why am I swearing? Because I can. And this is on a second YouTube channel, so I don't really care if it gets demonetized. Also, hello to all my people listening on whatever service you're listening to, assuming that I work out how to get it on there. That's a little bit confusing, isn't it? Um, let's go through, first of all, what is this podcast? Why is it called Jumping in an Elevator and who am I? So Jumping in an Elevator is a podcast where we're going to be, it's a we, because it's not just me now, it's an us. Um, we're going to be talking about things that you wish you knew more about, but you can't be bothered Googling it or you can't be bothered researching it yourself. So one of the best examples of that for me is what happens when you jump in an elevator? right? If you start thinking about it, it's like elevators are kind of strange. They're kind of fun, a little bit fruity. Maybe I go into the elevator for a little bit of a fun activity. Don't judge me. But what happens when you jump in the elevator? When the elevator's going up? When the elevator's going down? Elevator going up? That's a quote from a Gorillaz song, by the way. So we're going to be answering that today in this episode. And then also there's a couple of other questions in today's episode. I might just do them now so give you a little bit of a taster a teaser perhaps the second question is did taylor swift really travel in a suitcase you might have heard that one before and i can't confirm or deny actually i can (laughs) and we will get down to that and the third question is since i am a youtuber unfortunately I can answer some questions about what it's like to be doing YouTube. So the first question that I've written down for episode one is, is YouTube easy? So we'll be answering that. Some background into who I am, in case you don't know. I am Mike and I have a YouTube channel called Mike's Mike. I just saw my reflection in the camera. I feel like I need to justify what I'm wearing. Okay, for the people listening, I'm wearing my pajamas with a big jacket on. That's my outfit for when I'm doing my nine to five because I just turn off the video calls that I need to know what I'm wearing and I just roll out of bed because I start work at like 7.30 because I'm working in a different time zone right now, Rona tings. So I just roll out of bed and start working. So I'm wearing pajamas. I'm also wearing a hat because my hair is disgraceful right now and I don't want the people, i.e. the ones watching this, you potentially, to see my disgraceful hair. And then I'm also wearing a headset over the top of my hat, which is just a little bit of fun, something for the quarantine. And the headset's not connected to anything. 
It's just because I've seen all the radio hosts and all the podcast hosts wearing cool headsets. And I'm like, I want to be like them. Even though this is not plugged into anything. It's literally just a hanging, dangling, dangling cable. It's just for the vibes, okay? Don't question my vibes. Just don't kill my vibe. So, yes, I have a YouTube channel. Um, and I hate the term influencer. What am I influencing? Nothing, right? <sighs> when I try and explain to people what my YouTube channel is about, that's when I realize that I don't really have a category. Like, I guess it's commentary. I guess it's comment. I just said the same word again. I guess it's commentary. And then again, I guess it's commentary. So I guess it's a commentary channel. Um, I talk about reality TV. Oh, there goes a fast car. You're driving above the speed limit. You're going to get fined. So I talk about a lot of reality TV stuff, a lot of movies and normal TV, um, just pop culture things, right? This feels like an ad for my YouTube channel. You can subscribe if you want, but I highly doubt that you're watching or listening to this and don't know who I am. If that ever happens, that's a fun way of working out who I am through this chaotic mess of a podcast. Um, and then in terms of what I do outside of YouTube, I work as a software engineer slash software developer, and that's my full-time job. I do YouTube on the side. Before I did that, I worked as a design engineering intern designing pressure vessels. So that's like, what's an example of a pressure vessel? That's kind of fun. I mean, I think part of the reason why I didn't pursue that is because there isn't there aren't that many fun pressure vessels. Um, I mean, just think of a like a tank, like a gas tank. How exciting, very exciting. But there are lots of nice people working there. There's a little disclaimer, I've got to put that in so they don't come and cancel me. And then I also did a whole bunch of jobs before that. And then I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering, which is a bit of a meme. Okay, now we have a motorbike. Have you got something to say? Say it with your chest, Mr. Ducati. Wife's stories about the Takati Cafe in Rome. I got food poisoning and then I got heat stroke the same day. And then the plane nearly crashed. That's a story for another time. So I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering, which is a meme on my channel, but it's a joke, but it's also very important to me. So I try and make a point of talking about it on my channel because it's a big part of who I am. I spent six years at university becoming an engineer, right? And then I talk about reality TV on the internet and people seem to think that if you do one, you can't do the other, which is not true. Do what you want and don't listen to when people tell you you can't do it. Wow. That's kind of a serve and also very true. So yeah, I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering and I have a bachelor's degree in regular engineering because we didn't have to pick a special T, right? Um, I live in Melbourne, but at the moment I am reporting live in stereo from Perth because that's where I grew up and I'm in my La Familia house. And the reason for that is because of the Rona. So the Rona hit Australia and I was like, I don't want to be quarantina in my one square meter apartment. So I'm going to, to Perth. And I've been here for three months with very limited wardrobe because I didn't know how long I was going to be here. And I needed to pack space for my PlayStation, which is more important than clothes apparently. And also accurately. I've been playing a lot of PlayStation because I can't go out, right? And I don't even have that many friends to start with. Through everything, Fortnite's been there. What a disastrous thing to say. But also, look, I'm a proud Fortniter. Wow. Another YouTuber starting a podcast. How fun and interesting. No one's ever done that before. 
I just want to talk shit, okay? I just want to talk shit and I want to learn stuff and I want you guys to learn something and we just want to have fun. So actually, let's use this opportunity to do a little call to action, a CTA, if you will. The questions that we're going to be answering this podcast, you can come up with them. You can let me know. So you can, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, you can comment what you want me to talk about and I'll do some research. And otherwise, you can message me on Instagram at Michael Messino. I'll put that information somewhere. I don't know. It's not that hard to find. And you can send me messages on Instagram for questions to cover. So I want to do a bunch of science stuff. I want to do a bunch of pop culture stuff and just anything that you have a question about. Really? I really like the topic and the concept and the name of the podcast because imagine if I did it like Mike's podcast, like, ugh. Right? There's people who are named Mike and they know more about everything than me and they deserve to have the mic in the podcast. Right? Who am I to take the mic away from the people? So jumping in an elevator to me is such a fun name because it's like, what's the podcast about? Is it about literally, is he going to go jump in elevators? I would if I could, but I'm not near an elevator right now because I haven't been in my apartment building for three months as we just found out. I will be returning shortly though. The three month ad break is nearly over. So what kind of questions have I got on here for the upcoming episodes? So the example ones that I wrote down while watching Big Brother, what actually is the color yellow? Did Lindsay Lohan really try and steal a child on Instagram live? Why are Fast and Furious movies named like that? Why am I still single? Actually, let's scratch that one. I think I'm done talking about personal relationships on the internet because the second that I do, I get a bunch of really, really, really strange and uncomfortable messages on Instagram, which will be part of the discussion that we'll have later about is it easy to be a YouTuber? <laughs> Plot twist, it's not. It's very hard for me to stay on the same topic for more than 10 seconds. So apologies if I jump around. Jump around. So... The three questions for today. Let's get started. What happens when you jump in an elevator? So let's say there's a bunch of scenarios, right? You're in an irregular elevator. You might be in one of Schindler's lifts. That's actually a real company name. And how fantastic is that? Schindler's lifts. I think my favorite lifts might be Thyssenkrupp. I don't know how to pronounce it because my German's not very good. And when I say not very good, I mean non-existent. The only German I know is from the Lady Gaga song on the Born This Way album where she's like, I don't speak German, but I can if you like. What a bop, honestly. So let's think about the different situations that you'd be jumping in the elevator. So you've got the elevator moving up from stationary. You have the elevator arriving at the destination, still going up. Then you have the elevator going down and then you have the elevator like getting to its destination at the bottom. You also have the situation that the elevator is free falling and I'll do my best to talk about that, but that's quite confusing because it all comes down to how fast the elevator is falling, but it's also hard to theorize stuff that you can't necessarily see in your head. Let's, I'll get to that in a second. But I popped open a bunch of tabs related to this stuff. So... Pretty much what this podcast is, is me Googling stuff and then talking about it. I also have theconversation.com, which apparently is an Australian science website, which is fun. 
So the question that someone asked on this was, I've always wondered if you're falling, if you're in a falling ever, wow, ever later. I usually, okay, here's another insight into my YouTube channel. I have big problems speaking. (laughs) Ah, So a lot of my editing is me just taking out all the times that I mix the letters up or if I mix the words up or I just, sometimes I just forget words. Like I'll just be reading a sentence and it might say, I've always wondered. And I'll be like, I've always, if you're in a falling elevator, like why did I just forget wondered? Who knows? Honestly, it's blame the aliens. Also, aliens are real. I'm very convinced that aliens exist. Maybe that's a topic for another podcast. I love talking about space. So please send me questions about space. Please. Thank you. So if you're in a falling elevator, can you really save yourself by jumping off the floor at the last second? This is the one with the elevator in free fall. So free fall is when... Just imagine you're in the elevator and the wire gets cut and it's just falling down. That would suck, first of all, but it'd be kind of fun and exciting. But also, I wouldn't want to die. But also, imagine the vlog, right? But then I have to be alive to post the vlog. Hmm. There's a lot of variables that I didn't consider. So you're in the elevator. Let's say you're on the 50th floor. You're in a high rise. Congratulations for living in the penthouse. Love that for you. Wire gets cut and the elevator starts falling. You and the elevator are falling at the same acceleration, which is one of Newton's findings or Galileo. I don't know. One of those bitches. I don't know. Are you a Galileo stan or are you a Newton stan? Newton had that terrible hair. But then again, did Galileo even have hair? Be quiet, Galileo. You can't come for Newton's hair if you don't even have hair. This journey won't be long because... Yes, 50 floors is a lot. Let's imagine it's three meters per floor, 50 floors, 150 meters. That's actually quite a long way. But it won't take that long because if you think about it, Usain Bolt can run 100 meters in, what is it, nine seconds? And Britney Spears can run it in like seven. So it'll be less than it takes Usain Bolt to run 100 meters because he obviously isn't as fast. His acceleration isn't as fast as... 9.8 meters per second per second. So you jump at the right moment and lift off just as the elevator hits the floor. At this moment, you are to our camera moving upwards with what we call your jump speed. Okay, so imagine everything's falling down and then you jump up, you're still falling down. Does that make sense? Because your speed, by the time you've got to the bottom of the elevator shaft, your speed is the speed of the system, so you plus the elevator, take away the speed of you moving up, which wouldn't be the same as the speed moving down. Because otherwise, bitch, you're flying. Which is fantastic and exciting, but not accurate or possible. So you're still falling down. You're just falling at a slower speed, essentially. And you're still going to (laughs) die. Sorry to break it to you. You're going to die or you're going to like break your legs or something. And they've got a bunch of calculations here saying... If you fall one story and you jump um, 80 centimetres from the floor, you'll be fine. If you fall three stories and you do the same, you're going to break several bones. I think I've broken one bone because I fell off a windowsill. I do be climbing though. Then if you fall from five stories and seven stories, you're just going to die, right? You're just going to be that little like thing on the floor, cover it in white tape. I wonder if they start using washi tape. Washi tape's so cool. 
<sighs> I love arts and crafts. So let's pop over to Quora because I saw a really good answer on here. And there's also an ad for Skillshare. Lol. I do ads for Skillshare on my channel. And now I'm getting ads for Skillshare. Just this, this circle of life, right? What will happen if I jump inside a moving lift, which is going up? Elevator going up. And Mr. Kim Aaron has answered this from Caltech, which is a university that I wanted to go to, right? And then I got scared of America, so then I didn't. Suppose you get in the elevator, go up, you press the button for a higher floor, the doors close. You guess where the elevator is about to start accelerating upwards and you jump. Okay, so you jump as the elevator is going up and then you land and the elevator will be higher than when you expected it. So the fall will feel like it's harder, but it'll be shorter. So imagine, what's another way of explaining this? Imagine if you jump up and then someone slides a crate underneath you and you land on the crate. So the fall distance is less, but the starting point is still the same. Capish? Capish. Is what kind of word is capish? Is that Italian? Because I seem to have some like quote from Seinfeld being like, capish? I don't know. Fun story about Seinfeld. My dad watches that literally every day. I cannot think of a single day in my life that I have not seen my dad watching Seinfeld. It's kind of crazy. Like I, I can think about it like from 2010. So 10 years, he's watched Seinfeld every day. He's literally watching Seinfeld right now because I went downstairs and he was watching TV with the dog. And I said, can I shut the door? Cause I'm going to record a podcast. And then he said, why are you making a podcast? <laughs> but then he was also watching Seinfeld. So that was fun. What were we talking about? Elevators. And jumping. Okay, next situation when you arrive at the floor. You go sailing up high in the elevator than normal and land later than normal. Let's think about that. So you're going up with your initial speed. Then as you jump with your initial speed, the elevator slows down. So the speed of the frame of reference, the elevator, decreases. However, you still kind of have your initial speed. The deceleration of you in the air is not the same as the deceleration of the elevator because the elevator deceleration is the brakes on the elevator, right? But your deceleration is gravity pulling you back down. So you're both going up, you jump, elevator slows down, you spend more time in the air than if you had jumped on normal ground. Capiche? Seinfeld tings? So then you can kind of apply that logic to the situations where you're going down. If you're in an elevator, elevator goes down as you jump, the fall will be larger, so more space, and it will feel like a lighter fall because the elevator's gone down, you're in the air, there's more distance to travel. Then when you reach the ground and the elevator's slowing down and you jump up, the initial velocities and the final velocity situation means that it would feel heavier because you're expecting the elevator to be at a different spot than it is. So the elevator feels like it went up, but it didn't. It just went down slower than you. Does it make sense? You're too fast for the elevator. Can you please slow down and do the speed limit? I'm kind of getting sweaty in this parka that I'm wearing. And here's my pajama top, which is conveniently a UWA shirt. Ta-da! So that kind of answers that question. I know that probably wasn't the best way to do it, but this is the first episode of the podcast, so you can't come for me. It's kind of in the contract of listening. The other two questions that I had were, is it easy to be a YouTuber? And did Taylor Swift 
travel in a suitcase. Let's do the travel in a suitcase one first because I really enjoy this story. So I think it was 2017. Yes, 2017, 17th of July. An article by enemy.com. Wow, I just realized that spells out enemy. And it's literally the letters N-M-E. Fun. Taylor Swift reportedly transported in giant suitcase by Tom Connick. And the article is about a photo that has a caption and it says, Taylor Swift has reportedly been carried out of her house in this massive suitcase. And there's these two bodyguards holding a human-sized suitcase. And I remember when I saw this, I don't think I had Twitter at the time, so I don't think I saw it on Twitter. I probably saw it on some repost shit on Facebook. I hate Facebook. Anyway, I remember thinking, ah, ha, 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 Taylor Swift drumming up publicity. There must be a new album coming. I think there actually was a new album coming. This must have been the Reputation era because she missed a bunch of stuff that year. I don't even think she had her 4th of July party. (gasps) Anyway, so then that post came out and a bunch of articles came out and everyone's like, is Taylor Swift traveling in a suitcase? And then that was it, right? So then the year after that, 2018, because that's how years work, 2017 plus one is in fact 2018. Same website, enemy.com, 16th of November, 2018. Zayn Malik confirms theory that Taylor Swift travels in suitcase to avoid paparazzi. Paparazzi. If you haven't watched the 2009 VMAs performance of Paparazzi by Lady Gaga, you should go and do that right now. It's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And then in this article, it has a quote that Zayn said to British Vogue. And he said, Taylor Swift always was always traveling around in a suitcase as they recorded the 2017 single, I Don't Want to Live Forever. Excuse me? So he, but I don't know if he was joking. That's the thing. So all these articles are saying Zayn Malik confirms that Taylor Swift traveled in a suitcase but did she or was he playing into the joke because i feel like the famous people yeah the famous people like to play jokes with the normal people being us the normal people i like to think that she traveled in a suitcase sometimes i have dreams that i got stuck in a suitcase and then i got stuck on a plane and then i don't know where the plane was going which i think constitutes a kidnapping so i guess my dreams are that i get kidnapped which is not great Maybe there's more to unpack there, but also I don't want to unpack it. So we're not going to unpack it. Fantastic. So did Taylor Swift travel in a suitcase? Zayn Malik says yes. And Zayn Malik does not lie. So we are going with the fact that Zayn Malik did, in fact, say that Taylor Swift did, in fact, travel in a suitcase. How fun. Imagine being Taylor Swift and you're like, need to go to the studio. Time to get the suitcase. I don't really know how long this podcast is going to be. Just FYI. I kind of was aiming for high 20s, but then I ranted about elevators for too long, which is a common occurrence. So the last question in my list for today is, is being a YouTuber easy? Quick answer is no. Long answer is no, but. So the quick answer is no, because there is a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work to make it look effortless, which is what the goal is. If people whinge about working so much all the time, then you don't really want to listen to it, right? Or maybe that's just me. I think that's fair to say. But at the same time, sometimes it's nice to know how much work goes into something. So 
for example, I work nine to five, five days a week. Actually, starting from next week, I'm working four days a week. I managed to get a contract amendment with my nine to five job, which is fun. So I work nine to five, then I record two videos a week. So usually it's about an hour of recording. Then the editing is the longest part. So that's probably four to five to six hours, depends on the length and the type of video. If it's something where I'm doing, talking about a TV show or a movie or something like that, that takes a little bit more time because I need to get the right clips, edit those in, edit my stuff in, and then I go through and add my memes, which is my favorite part. I love doing that. And then there's the actual posting and then social media stuff after that. So there's a lot of time invested per video. So let's say four, six, seven, seven to eight hours per video, I think is a good estimate from end to end. So if I do that twice a week, that's 16 hours. So it's essentially another two days of work during the week. So when I was doing five days, it was essentially seven days of work because I'd work nine to five on Saturday and Sunday pretty much to get the YouTube stuff done. And then it comes down to if it's so hard, then why are you doing it? And it's because I really enjoy it and it's a lot of fun. Then the no but is working in a nine to five desk job is harder than working on YouTube 100% because YouTube is fun at the end of the day, right? I'm talking about fun stuff. I get to edit videos. I get to talk to people and I'm just generally having a good time. Like if I don't like a video concept, I won't post it. I have full control over that process. So it's pretty much what I want to do. I'm pretty much my own boss, which is fun. Unless I get a manager, which I don't really want to do. And then, yes, I've worked in a whole bunch of jobs, right? So I said I had that pressure vessel job before. I've worked in a call center. I've worked in a couple of restaurants. I did tutoring for a while. So if I compare YouTube to all of those, YouTube is absolutely easier. I hated working in hospitality. Oh my God. That was the worst. But at the same time, when I talk about hospitality and my desk job and stuff like that, part of the draw to working in those environments is the people you work with, right? So a lot of my friends in Melbourne are friends that I've made through work because it's hard to make friends at my age. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Am I right? So then with YouTube, it's just me, right? I have friends (laughs) This was like, I have friends. Don't believe the rumors that I don't have friends. I have friends in the YouTube sphere, but it's not like I see them every day or if I see them at all, if I've ever seen them. But then when you work at a desk job or in a restaurant, you talk to people all the time, people that you work with. And yes, the work is not as fun and it might be harder, but then I think that social aspect definitely has value and it's not You don't really realize how much it's worth until you don't have it, if that makes sense. Um, Oh my God, all the, I have so many stories from working in all those places. When I worked in the call center, I used to get yelled at all the time. It was so, it was character building because we're putting a positive spin on everything. It was character building. I think one of my goals for this podcast is to talk to some YouTubers about their experiences and their 
expertise areas. So if someone has like a niche area on YouTube, I'd love to find out more about that. So yeah, I think YouTube, once you get to the point where it's successful, then it gets more stressful, but also more rewarding. The start of the channel is the hardest part because I started my channel in 2015 and then I posted every so often and then I posted every week or so in 2018 and nothing really happened, right? I was going plus one, minus one on subscribers for about eight months and I just kept going because I really wanted to make videos and it was fun and I didn't really have much else to do because I was in Melbourne, I had just moved to Melbourne and didn't really know that many people. So I spent my spare time making videos and then it started taking off and then I thought maybe I can up the quality of these, put a bit more time into it, buy a green screen, which was the best thing ever. I love the green screen. The green screen is like the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter. Harry Potter, JK Rowling. Ah, that's an issue for another time. So I think that probably is everything I wanted to say about YouTube. Sorry for rambling. I'm a rambler. What can you do about it, right? That's my star sign. I'm not a Sagittarius. I'm a rambler. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're watching this, subscribe to the podcast channel. If you're listening, maybe do the stuff that you do to your other podcasts. Like, lady, I don't know. Just do what you got to do, honestly. Send me questions. And if you have suggestions of people that I can talk to and learn more about stuff, then let me know, yeah? Thanks for listening to the first episode of the podcast. I can't believe it's done. I definitely can already think about stuff I need to improve on. I love improving on stuff. That feels like a job interview. I'm such a big fan of improving on stuff. I love efficiency. It's all about teamwork. So I promise you the next episode will be a little bit more professional. Maybe I'll be back in Melbourne by then. Who honestly knows? Maybe the Rona will strike again. Who honestly knows? But yes, thanks for listening and I'll see you or talk to you next week. Bye.